We're going to invite, uh, we're gonna invite Josh up. Um, he is going to, uh, yeah, you can woo it up. That's my wife. He's going to preach the word today. And it's an exciting word, and exciting how the Lord orchestrates all things. And so it's a continuation of where we've been going these last couple weeks of understanding the glory or the presence of the Lord. And it's an exciting message. I had the opportunity to look over his outline a little bit and just brainstorm and talk with him. And so it's definitely something that is dear to Josh's heart. And when you preach out of something that is dear to your heart, it has a special anointing on it. Because when you go through experiences, you learn, right? You've learned through it. So it's one thing to teach out of something that you haven't learned. Another thing to teach out of something that you process and walk through. And so I'm really excited. So we just want to just bless Josh. We just pray for him real quick. Lord, we just uh, we just thank you uh, for the Ronaldos here, Lord. Such beautiful people, such wonderful people, such giving hearts. And I know that every life that interacts with these two, they uh, your life is transformed. We see their peace and see their love. And we just pray right now, Lord, that our hearts would just be ready to receive the words that you've given unto Josh. It would come with peace. It would come with understanding. And Lord, that it would transform us into your image. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thanks, bro. Thank you. You're recording? You're to go? Yep. Let me double check again. Whoa. <laughs> um, thanks, Dave. That's man. Um, so I've been really stirred in in my spirit. I've been texting Dave all week. I'm like, man, I'm feeling the presence of God like like crazy right now this whole week. And um, so I just want to start with telling, like, you know, what was my preparation process like? Because it was in the preparation for this that the Lord kept stirring me even more, and I learned more about what I was going to talk about. But um, um, Sharon, can you put that first slide up, please? Thank you. So last week, Dave really encouraged us that when we ask what and why of God, that what is a question of maintenance. It's kind of an earthly question. It's like, Lord, what do you want me to do next here? What, what should I say here? Or, you know, what do I do with this bill, Right. Um, why is sort of a question of ascension, which I like to think it's a question of growth, and it's a question of, like, take me higher, right? When you ask God why, not so much questioning his authority, but questioning, you know, why do you want me to do, what's the purpose of this? Um, it's a question of ascension. So I just wanted to recap what Dave was saying last week. And actually, I took that, and that's how we came up with today's sermon. So I asked God, what? What do you want me to say? What do you want to talk about? What's the question that you want to answer for this Sunday? I believe I heard him say that um, he wants to talk about how to be transformed in his presence, basically transformed in his glory. And I said, why, God? Why, Why do you want to do that? And he said, I want to get my people unstuck. That's an interesting way to phrase that, because he could have said, I want to get people free. You know, he could have stated it in the positive sense, but he stated it in 
a way that should hopefully stick in your minds. The glory, in the glory, you, you have the option for the Lord to get you unstuck. So I think there's, I think Dave was hitting on it earlier today when he was saying Paul and Silas in the prison, they were praising, they were worshiping, angels showed up, chains fell off, right? So I think the, I think the Holy Spirit says just on that today. Um, so what about me? I want to be different. I, I don't want to stay the same. You could talk to my wife. You could talk to like people that are close in my life. They know that I'm on a trajectory of growth. I may be really messed up. I've gone through some really messed up things in my life, done some really messed up things, you know, but God knows that I always want to grow with him, right? So I want to experience him. I want to be changed by him. I want to, I want to have a new mindset. I want to live differently. I want to think like God. I want to love like God. I want to walk in the miracles. I just want everything that he has for me. So what about you guys? Do you want to be different? There's angels here that are, that are taking note of that. They're going to they're gonna make that happen. God is faithful to complete the work that he started in you. It's so true. Man, I just feel his presence. It's, <laughs> I'll be fine, but it's, it's intense over here. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to slide two, Sharon. Thank you. Did you... We change, so there's a, there's a great quote, we change our behavior when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of changing. That's by uh, Henry Cloud. Uh, does anybody feel stuck? Yes. I want you to know that God's here today in the glory when you come up to the front. He's here to get you unstuck. Let's go to slide three. All right, so this is what we're doing. I just want to talk about what I noticed that we're doing as a church, right? I want you to know that Dave has actually changed the order of service so that we can have extended time of praise, worship, and spending time in God's glory. And so that pattern is we praise until the spirit of worship comes, right? We worship until the, excuse me, we praise until the spirit of worship comes, we worship until the glory comes, and we stand in the glory. But what does that mean to stand in the glory? What's our mindset supposed to be? Right? Are, are, we, are we focusing on the laundry that we have to do when we get home? Are we focusing on, I got to cut the grass, it's nice, the, the grass is growing, I've, you know. So, look, look, so I just pulled you right out of, right out of that. <laughs> so for six weeks, we've been talking about, we've been talking about this, we're practicing it, we're, we're, we've changed the order of service. We're being intentional to enter into God's glory, and so there's something that's available in the glory. Now, the glory is the atmosphere of heaven. The glory is it's his presence coming among us. It's heaven making manifest on earth. So when Jesus prayed, on earth as it is in heaven, your will be done on earth as in heaven, this is a taste of heaven manifesting, right? 
And so we're experiencing some like little foretastes and some, you know, some signs and wonders and some things that are happening on the worship team, you know, some just things that maybe are strange in the natural, but are pretty normal in the spiritual. So when the atmosphere of heaven comes and angels are making themselves manifest here, people are having dreams and visions, spirit of prophecy comes, um, these all things, they're not normal in the sense of the natural realm, but they're normal in the sense of when the glory comes, when his presence is here, you should expect those things. So the mindset is, I expect to be healed. I expect to be set free. I expect for my finances to change. I expect to become unstuck from the things that I haven't been able to get free. I expect for addiction yes. to break off. Because yes. it's normal in the glory. Just like Dave was talking about with Paul and Silas as they were worshiping. I believe there's a possibility that the, that is, the glory showed up. And that was just coming to me as you were sharing that earlier. The glory showed up and of course the chains would break off. Of course the guy would get saved miraculously. Like That should be normal. So, the, so what I'm saying is I want to invite you into a mindset that in the glory, things that don't normally happen will happen. Things that you don't expect to happen will happen. And then the more that you expect those things to happen, those supernatural things to happen, the more they will happen. He's the king of glory. He's the king of glory. So open your gate, open your heart, and let the king of glory come in. So like I said, we're going for something. We don't just, I, I personally don't just want church as normal. I don't want to come and sit here and like, you know, my behind gets tired because I'm sitting down so long. Nothing's happening. It's kind of boring, right? Like we're here. We need to change our mindset to the place that it's exciting. You know, we have this brother, we have this, we have this brother Tony coming in and Dave's, handing him the mic and having him sing. That's exciting. That's not normal, right? And when he sings, he releases the glory, right? And so the mindset would be, oh, thank you, Lord, for Brother Tony. Thank you, God, that you're sending people here that are going to release your glory. It's going to cause the atmosphere to shift. And I'll tell you what, when you feed him praise and you feed him worship, he's going to pour out back on you. Not only just you, he's going to pour out on Bristol. He's going to pour out on Washington Crossing. He's going to pour out on Ben Salem. He's going to pour out wherever you're from, Willingboro, wherever you're going. Like he, we just keep feeding him the glory. We just keep feeding him the praise. We just keep focusing on him. So these are just things I'm noticing, right? I don't see the whole picture. I only see part of it. But I get excited. I get excited because it's um, because change is available. He, he's, <laughs> he's going to get you unstuck. All right, Sharon, let's go to the next slide, please. <clears throat> is, this, is this mic really loud, or is it, are you guys, it's hard, to, hard for me to know. This is only the second time I've been up here speaking, so. What you behold, you become like. So in the glory, as you gaze upon Jesus, as you gaze upon the Father, as you take your mind and you focus with your imagination on him, you'll become like him. There's patterns of transformation. There's, there's, like, there's a pattern where you can 
walk out trials and fire in your life where you will be changed if you handle those situations right and you suffer with Christ in a, in a way that will lead to transformation. I'm not talking about that today. Today I'm talking about you come up to the altar in the glory with the expectation that he's going to set you free, with the expectation that he's going to burn things off. <clears throat> so the scripture I have for you here is 2 Corinthians 3.18, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of the Lord are being transformed into his image <clears throat> with intensifying glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. I hope you guys don't mind if I take my time. I like to just gather my thoughts a little bit before I speak. So like my main point here is that what I want you to know is that as you focus on him, specifically in that time, that over time you will be transformed. If you have anger in your heart, if you have bitterness in your heart, if you have financial situations, if you have health problems, if you have all these different things, repeated encounters with the Lord will, he will change those things. He'll get you unstuck from those things. Because he's a good father. Okay, when you're in the presence of the king of glory, that means something, right? That, that means that he is who he says he is. Um, I'd like to read a quote from this, this really cool book that a lot of us have been reading. It's called The Glory. Uh, Minister Ruth Heflin uh, is the, I guess she's the author of this book. But um, So let's go to slide five real quick. All right. So what happens in the glory? This is, this is right from an experience of a woman who's spent a lot of her life um, ministering in glory, t- teaching on glory, teaching on the presence of God. And she says, the first thing that we notice about the glory realm is that it brings an ease. There's a, there, the glory brings an ease in every dimension of ministry. The glory brings ease in the area of finances. Whatever God has called us to do in any realm of ministry, the glory brings an ease to it and takes away the struggle, the striving, and the effort. So, like, what can happen in the glory? There's many things that can happen in the glory, but today specifically... I want to focus on that we can be changed in the glory. Where you're stuck, he's going to get you unstuck. All right, let's go to slide six. So, this scripture, is he's like a refiner's fire. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, is, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he's like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a smelter and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi, which uh, he's talking about priests. So we're, we're actually all kings and priests unto our God, so he'll purify us. He'll refine them like gold and silver so that they may present to the Lord offerings and righteousness. That's Malachi 3, 1 to 3. All right, so clearly that's 
that's interesting, but I think it, it's more important. It's important to know what's the refiner's, what's the process, right? Like, what does it look like? What does it look like for gold and silver to become pure? Because the Lord has said that that's how he's going he's gonna, to, one thing he's going to do in our life. So let's go to the next, I think it's a video, Sharon. It should be the video. Reaction begins down in the mines, where geologists point a nikon gun at various spots in the rock face. The device detects the levels of 40 different elements, including silver. Silver in its natural state isn't silver-colored at all. It's charcoal gray. Miners drill holes in the silver-rich areas the geologists pinpointed, then insert sticks of dynamite to haul chunks of rock called ore to the surface. Geologists then test ore piles and blend them as required. The ore first goes into the primary pressure. The machine's huge steel teeth break up the big chunks into smaller pieces. Those pieces then drop through grades below into the secondary pressure, which breaks them down into even smaller pieces. Those go into vibrating cone pressures, which pulverize them into tiny pieces. A conveyor transports the crushed ore to the ball mill. As the mill's large cylinder rotates, steel balls bounce around inside, grinding the ore into powder. The water circulation system flushes the silver-rich powder out of the cylinder and into large tanks, which keep the water moving. To separate and dissolve the metals the powder contains, workers pour in acid. The solution containing dissolved silver is pumped through filter presses. The filter plates are treated with a zinc-based chemical, which attracts silver molecules. As the solution passes through, the plates trap particles containing silver, forming a layer of black powder called silver precipitate. This precipitate is composed of approximately 50% silver and 50% waste. To separate the silver from the waste, they first dry the precipitate in a gas furnace for a couple of hours. Workers put the now-dried silver precipitate into an oven, along with chemicals which prevent silver from burning off. Approximately four hours later, the silver and waste have separated and melted. Workers pour them into bar-shaped molds. The silver, being heavier, settles at the bottom. Workers skim off the waste floating on top. In less than five minutes, the molten silver cools and hardens enabling workers to extract what is now a silver bar. The mining company sells the bars to a refinery. Now the process of refining fine metals starts when gold, silver, platinum, and palladium are delivered to the refinery in several impure forms. The lots of precious metals are weighed and tabulated, then the lots are combined with flux, which looks a lot like you're actually making matters worse by pouring a bunch of dirty sand in with the metal, which is actually a very important ingredient. This flux and the impure metal is placed in a vessel called a crucible. This is made from material that can take the heat better than the material inside. So the crucible is then put into a melting furnace that transforms the metal and flux into a molten material. The crucible is then removed and the molten material is poured into a mold, sometimes shaped like a brick or other times like an inverted cone. Especially when they use a lot of flux in a cone-shaped mold, the flux fuses with the undesired metal to form a slag that is lighter than the precious metal. The slag naturally floats to the top of the mold, leaving a pure button of metal below. You can then easily separate the metal button from the slag. Once the whole lot has been melted and sampled, it's then remelted and recooled into grains about the size of beans in order to speed up the extraction process. The grains are then placed into a mantle where an acid solution is used to dissolve the metals into a liquid form. Once the metals are fully dissolved, chemists use other substances to induce reactions that extract the exact metal they're looking for. The results are that you end up with an absolutely pure piece of gold, silver, platinum, or palladium. Uh, can you mute that channel? Thanks. 
It's a pretty intense process, right? How many times did they go through the fire? At least that was three, that was three times to get from mostly pure silver from the, from, the, uh, from the mine. They fired it once, and they said it wasn't even fully refined yet. They had to send it to a refine, an actual refinery to refine it into more pure silver. Once it got to the refinery, it was refined two more times before it was even done. And God says that this is the process of, of change. This is how, like, when he applies the fire to our hearts, to our lives, he, you know, he, it's, it's a metallurgy term when they use the words for testing, and uh, it, it has to do with that refinement process. So I figured, hey, this is a great way for, uh, first of all, for if you know the Myers-Briggs, for my T's to really, like, tune in, because... <laughs> That's a very detailed process, but it's a great visual for people too, right? <clears throat> so one thing that I noticed when I was watching this is that, um, did you see the part where at the mine, they, the first refinement process, they poured the metal, the silver and metal in, and they said, and the, and the guys there, they're, they're pulling off the dross. Did you see that part? That was what really stood out to me. It's because that's, that's what happens. The, the, the pure metal falls to the bottom, and the dross comes to the top, and then he scoops it away. So when you're in the presence of God, who's like a consuming fire, like when we have these powerful times in the glory, you get stirred up. The, the junk little kids here. The junk comes to the top. <laughs> Sorry. But we can ask him to pull that away, right? We can ask him um, to bring those impurities away. So what are you saying? So some of the things that come to the top are like emotions. You might find like, why am I feeling so angry all of a sudden? Why am I feeling depressed all of a sudden? Why am I feeling anxious all of a sudden? Especially notice if it's after you've spent a good amount of time in the presence of God. Notice that because a lot of people will think, well, I'm messed up. I'm going back to my old ways. No, the junk has come to the surface. We need to ask the Lord to wipe that away. That's just something to recognize. If we're going for the glory, guys, stuff's going to get stirred up inside of you. You're going to go home. You're going to get in fights with your wife. You're going to get in fights with your husband. You're not going to like the way someone's talking to you. You're going to feel extra like something's going on here, right? Well, the enemy, one, the enemy is coming to rob, steal, kill, and destroy. But two... All that junk, he's purified you. You're pure. Ask him to just wipe that stuff away. Let's go to slide eight real quick. All right, I always like to try to give some kind of tools because even if I don't speak well and it doesn't sound good or, you know, it, I'm not getting my point across, these are some tools. So how do you handle being stirred when you're in the fire, when you're in his presence? I just think you need to recognize, for number one, recognize what's happening to me. Lord, you stirred me. Ask him, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? If you're not sure, ask the Lord what's coming to the surface. Ask him why. And then the next step would just be to respond. Really, it's a simple prayer. Like I said, Lord, I've been stirred in your presence. Whatever's come to the surface, I ask you to wipe it away. So... Um, <clears throat> So what's my main point? It's a, essentially that it's two things. It's that we're going for the glory, and in the glory, 
you can be transformed. You're going to be changed. You're going to experience the heat of his presence. Know that you can get unstuck in that. You know, he's, he's, got, he's got for you, especially today, and I think that's why Dave was hitting on it so hard. I think that today, if you're stuck in any way, if you're stuck in addiction, if you're stuck in anxiety, if you're stuck in finances, if you're stuck in whatever thing, like, think about your life, wherever you haven't been able to get free from, come to the altar. You know, come to the altar, let him free you today. Praise, worship, get in the glory. He will set you free from those things. Um, I guess worship team, come up. I just have one more, main, one more point, but is that me? be funny if it was. No, it's not me. There's a car for everybody that's on the podcast. There's a car alarm going off. Mario, maybe you can use it as like your, your, your rhythm <laughs> section. It's not a cowbell, but... <laughs> So in the refinement process of silver, it's been said that the refiner knows that the silver is done when as he's holding it in the heat of the, of the, of the torch that's super hot, we're talking like thousands of degrees, the silver is done when he can see his image in that silver. So there's multiple firing processes, there's multiple times that you're going to go through testing and trials and fire. But the Lord can get you unstuck from, from all the things in your life. Not only can he, he wants to. It's a deep desire so that you can worship him freely. Like that stuff <clears throat> makes you feel like you're separated from him. It makes you feel like you're separated from other people. That's just not true, but it's how you feel. So let him, let him wipe it away. Come to the altar. Come in the presence of the King of Glory. Keep talking. Keep talking. I got nothing now. You guys want to watch the video again? Just kidding. <laughs> So oftentimes I come up here, I come up to the front, you'll, maybe you'll see me kneel down and maybe you won't see me kneel down. It's not because I'm doing it so that you look at me. I'm doing it because I need him. I need him to change me. I need him to set me free. Right? 